What's going on, world? Jack of all spades, CLT, back like a second date. You know I am always the beloved one, DJ Spellman. To my, whoop, oh, hold tight, Ken Wabibi, the pride of Africa. He is not here today, but we do have the boy, Banks on the Beat, on my right. Yeah, yeah, Banks on the Beat, Blue Water Banks, Fat Boy Tires. 3700. Already know. Hold tight, Jay Marlowe, aka Local 6. But we still got our sister running the cameras today. So big up Amariz for doing this. We appreciate you greatly, sis. But today, the reason why we are here, our special guest, always friends through the finish line. This is somebody very special to me, but we're gonna get into all of that. We have Miss Brittany Rose. How are you doing, madam? I'm great. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you asking me to be here. I mean, we appreciate you making time for us. But we definitely want Jack of All Space Nation to learn more about you and your journey. So let's get into it. Very respectful intro over there. I see what you're doing over here. Uh, I know. You know, so we got to start off all our shows with the flower segment. So for Brittany, for you, Heritage High School graduate. Yep. DCU alumni, marketer, investor, emerging developer, entrepreneur, speaker, community connector, All-American and former NFL cheerleader, has one of the top t- one of the top real estate clubs on Clubhouse, co-founder of Women in Real Estate, Big Up Kalani B, uh, New Voices Pitch Competition winner, Women of the Year by Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated, top woman business leader by the Ludon is that Loudon 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 by the Loudon Business Journal, featured in Forbes. Inc. Magazine, NBC, USA Today, and many other outlets. Damn, tell Damn us about what's right. going on. Like, <laughs> you know, update us. Let us know what's up. Uh, I mean, work. It's just work. It's just, you know, you wake up every day. I'm blessed enough to do what I really love doing, and that's, like, helping people, connecting people, solving problems, um, and real estate. So, yeah, it's been a journey, and all of that wasn't connected to real estate. It was also connected to my journey as a business owner. But um, what I'm most focused on now is real estate, and that's where the Clubhouse Club comes into place and Women in Real Estate with Kehlani. And we're really proud that we just crossed over 60,000 followers. And so just being able to make an impact, thats it's a blessing. Yeah, reaching people with that. 100%. 100%. So... For the people that do not know you, like I know you, you had no choice but to be a successful entrepreneur because you have this thing you call the unemployable personality. So some people listening might share that same trait. So can you allude more on that? Yeah, I absolutely have an unemployable personality. And that basically means I ask a lot of questions. I always want to find the best way to do something. And if you are asking me to do something, I need an explanation as to why we're doing it that way, opposed to what I see as a better way. Um, It doesn't sit right to me to like work majority of your life to maybe retire, oftentimes retire without enough money to really live the life that you want to be living, Um, not have enough to pass down to your future generations, not have enough to like live beyond scarcity for a lot of people I mean it just it it just was not for me and I pretty much knew that probably like I think I started my first business in elementary school but I knew by middle school that I was like I was I was done I wasn't gonna (laughs) work for anybody for ever I mean temporarily it was cool but not forever 
Yeah, she, we and her first met uh, at a job being mentors. And let me tell you, she was terrible at that job too, so. <laughs> Actually, I was great at that job. I loved my kids. Um, I, I wasn't always doing what they asked me to do, but I was making sure my kids, my students were taken care of. Um, so that made me an excellent employee at that job. Thank you very much. But let's, you know, segue king is like what we like to call it, talking about working with the youth. So everybody sees you in this current day as a real estate superstar, which you are so big up to you as well. But you dedicated 15 years to more than cheer, your first business. Yeah. So what we want you to do for Jack of All Speeds Nations is give more than cheer its flowers. And then how did you know it was time for you to make a pivot? Oh, my God. First of all. I think self-reflection is really important. And as I look back on that time in my life, um, I should have probably not held on to the business as long as I did because I loved business more than I loved cheerleading. And I loved my kids most of all. And so that's why I continued to keep the business alive even when it didn't make business sense, right? And so uh, 15 years, like I started in college and I loved it. It was a recreational cheer program that grew at its peak to I guess three or four uh, satellite locations, one main location, like huge gym, after school program, vans, transportation, all of that. Um, and it was amazing. And I am so grateful for the impact that I was able to have on the girls in my community, girls and boys, but more so the girls in my community, because I know there, I mean, there are very few black gym owners. There are very few high profile black women in the cheer community. And growing up in a predominantly white community, having a gym and a space where my kids could look like me and look up to me in a position of business ownership and leadership, I know that made a difference for them. And it was really hard to let go of that. And so I only, we only shut down a few months ago, like maybe six months ago at this point. And it was because everything had happened with real estate and it had gotten to a point where I just could not juggle both, right? I mean, if you're a business owner, you know right now there's this great resignation going on. And so it's really hard to find and retain talent, let alone be able to pay them competitively. Um, and so it was kind of getting to that spot where it was like, am I going to have to go back and work in the business? And that was a hard no for me. Like I could not, I, I mean, right now my travel schedule is crazy. I'm somewhere different every week and I just, I couldn't, I had to make a choice. So I made it and I'm glad that I did. And I'm sure I'll reinvent more than cheer to, to still serve the purpose. I like, I like that. Cause I did not know that. So <laughs> I'm glad that it's not dead forever. Not forever. Okay. You know, before we get off of the cheering, um, what team did you cheer for? The Baltimore Ravens. Respectable franchise. <laughs> I, I'll give you that. Okay. They're actually the only team that has cheerleaders. So all the other teams have dancers. Elaborate. Oh, yeah, like okay, stunting and all of that. Yes. Yeah, cheerleaders flex. stunt. They tumble. They jump. They and, and, you know, dancers jump too. But we have men on our team. We are like stunters. We, okay. we have both dancers and cheerleaders. Okay, that's a little flex right there. All right, my bad. Slight flex. Now we know what's going on. She's an athlete. Let's be clear. <laughs> she might not say it, but she's an athlete. Heard that. Okay, so most people use social media for their leisure, but you really leverage Clubhouse to create your tribe and accelerate your growth. Um, let the people know how you made that happen. Um, it just 
comes from a place of service. Like, well, it's it's also timing, right? When you when you have early access to anything and you go hard at it, it gives you an opportunity to build a, a platform much easier, much faster than somebody who comes in late. So it was about recognizing an opportunity that was given to me and then making the most out of that opportunity. And then it was about providing value and service over anything else. I looked for every way possible to put people on game about real estate. Um, I provided free resources. I connected them to people that they were having a difficult time being connected to. Um, I provided them with feedback and a roadmap to get started. Um, so it was just, it was about finding ways that I could help and providing as much help as I could. And that, and a lot of it I did for free. And a lot of it I didn't even do 100% to how I would want it to be done just because the amount of people who are like pulling on your time. Um, but I just did the best I could and I'm, I'm really proud of what came out of it. What was that transition like? Cause I mean, obviously there's new apps or uh, something new always develops in some kind of business that you got to get into that can help you grow. Um, I think it's there for every industry, but like for you, what was that transition? Like, I know it couldn't have been just like simple as just getting on there. Oh my God. It was an obsession for a while. It was like, I had two phones and I was just on it all day long. And then as the world started to open up and we started to have more in-person interaction, I had to kind of transition to making sure that I was actually, um, taking care of the business that had came from Clubhouse. So at first it was just like, you know, a lot of virtual, a lot of like collaboration. But then as we transitioned into this in-person world, I had to adjust to make sure that things got done that needed to get done that started on Clubhouse. Okay. All right. Now, this should be a tagline. Eliminate the wealth gap. Now, what situation or event made that become the mission? So I struggled for a really long time. So in, in the women in real estate community, we do some like really foundational personal development work. And the first thing we start talking about is like your why, your purpose. And I had always, con you know, thought about it. It was always important to me, but I could never really fit everything that was important to me into kind of one like easy, digestible thing, right? And so as we were going through these exercises with our um, uh, with our tribe, we started to do them ourselves and, and really, you know, take, a, take inventory of what was important to us. And so that was really the only thing that could describe everything that I wanted to do. Um, education's really important to me, but probably not in a traditional sense, right? I think that our educational system is inherently flawed. Um, and so I know eventually I want a school system and that fits under eliminating the wealth gap because without education, uh, education that is going to help people create actual wealth for themselves and not just become employees, you know, we it, the wealth gap does not go away. It continues to exist. I knew that real estate was one of the most important investments that someone could make in order to create generational or intergenerational wealth, right? So I knew that fit in that category. I I mean, it just, it, it really is, um, it's what you look to to look at the health of a population, 
right? Like both intrinsically, spiritually, financially, all those things. When all of those things align, you start to see the wealth gap diminish. You start to see a people's wealth rise. And I mean, for me, I mean, just being black, having a black experience, loving black people, knowing what our world looks like. I mean, I want black people to win. And not at the expense of anyone else, but because we've contributed so much to the world and especially to this country that there's no reason why we don't deserve to have an equal playing field. And that's what the wealth gap symbolizes to me. Amen. Well said, for (laughs) sure. So this question is for you and the tribe. So big up all the WIRE members across the country. You guys deal with both residential and commercial real estate. So break down some of the basics for each, the uh, the programs that you can use to acquire property, capital needed, and then ways to invest wisely. I honestly can't even like put that into a container for you. What I can say is, uh, oh my gosh, it, it's just such a big question. Number one, because everything is different for everybody's specific situation. Like, do you have a W-2 job or are you an entrepreneur? Do you have kids? Don't you have kids? How old are you? Do you, Are you a first-time home buyer or do you need to start making um, rental purchases? Is that the way you want to go or would you rather invest in a syndication? Like, there's so much in real estate, and is, which is why I love it. There's always something new to learn. I would say for a beginning person who is just kind of getting their first home, I would say the most important things are probably have a strong savings, which is really helpful, but not always necessary. I have had people get into homes with $5,000, less than $5,000, right? So it is possible. And our market is very difficult, but it is possible. Um educate yourself, build a, a, build a tribe of people who are educated. Stop listening to your friends and family because generally <laughs> they don't know what they're talking about. Talk to a professional. Um, like I said, our real estate team, both commercial and so let me also say, Kilani heads up commercial for us. She's a commercial bro- broker at CBRE and also ha- like leads our commercial real estate team. So we can help pretty much all around the world. And with a tribe of 60,000 women and supporters of women, we have a connection almost anywhere. So I'd say connect with someone who can really present a path to success. Um, Also, your first home does not have to be your dream home. It is better to own something and you know, get your dream home later than to spend all that time renting in most cases. Um, I think the other thing would be buy your home with an investment plan in mind. I think too often it stops at, oh, I'm just going to become a homeowner. And it needs to be, this is my first step into investment. Look at your home as an investment. The kitchen is great. The bathrooms are great. But are you in the path of development, right? Is your Are your home prices going to appreciate? Do you have um, good school systems? And if not, it, you know, understanding what charter schools, what other schooling opportunities there are because people want to live where there are good schools. Just just understanding the market um, and most importantly, just talking to someone who understands the market. Okay. Now, 
Freedom is the power or right to act, speak, or think as one wants without hindrance or restraint. Speak on your relationship with freedom. Hold on. Before we get back into that, we got some bills to pay. All right. Now that we got that covered, let's get back into it. Okay. So in the airport, when I was coming here yesterday, I came across this video that this girl had made, and she was questioning if the desire for millennials to want financial freedom was problematic. And I was like, why do I have to justify wanting to be free? Really? Why is that a question? Like that, I feel like that is an intrinsic, basic human desire, right? And I have always been like this. And I think a lot of people are like this unless the world kind of beats it out of you. I, I, I feel like that's like really harsh to say, but it, it, it's who we are. You want to be able to go where you want to go and do what you want to do within reason, right? Um, you, and to make that happen, you need resources. And that comes in the, the form of power and money primarily. And yep. so <laughs> say that. So you have to put yourself in a position. And even if you don't want it, fine, you don't want it. But don't hinder your future generations from having access to yeah, it. That's, that's deep. So my relationship with freedom is I am a very, um, you know, I don't know what the word is, maybe obstinate person like I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it how I want to do it where I want to do it right and that's just always who I've been and I want other people to have the same opportunity so it's not just about me being free because if the people that I love aren't free and 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 for me I just love people in general so if people aren't free then I feel like it's a problem Now, um, we spoke on you earlier being a co-founder of Women in Real Estate. Uh, Tell us how much fun it is at a Women in Real Estate event. Like, what do we have to look forward to in attending? Oh, my gosh. I can't. Okay, so let me give the most props to my co-founder, Kehlani. She is, like, a super vibey person. If you've ever met me, I'm real low-key, like... I could care less what we're doing. I'm happy in sweats, just like drinking around a table, right? Kehlani is really good about creating this really vibey atmosphere. And it's really different from traditional networking events or um, conferences. We hold them in these beautiful spaces. Most of the time we look for um, Black-owned restaurants, Black-owned museums, Black-owned event spaces. We always have art. We always have music. Um, You know, generally, the staging, the music, the caterer, all Black-owned. Um, so we really take pride in supporting Black-owned businesses, women-owned businesses, minority-owned businesses, and it, I think it makes a difference. There's just this essence that's there that's really, like, homey, um, but also very beautiful and upscale and bougie. A, a lot of it is bougie, and we always have alcohol. I know it's, like, a little bit... You know, you don't you're not supposed to drink in business settings, but we really try to make sure that it feels comfortable and that you feel like you're with family. And so all of our events are just really well curated. We bring great information. But most importantly, we want to make connections between people to make sure that they have what they need to be successful in the pursuit of their goals. Okay. Yeah. 
All right, so just hearing that, so whenever this episode does come out, <laughs> which will be in the near future, what are some of the upcoming Wire events taking place across the country? Because you you guys get out there and even some international stuff too. Yeah, so we just partnered with BizNow, which is the largest um, commercial real estate publication in the world, I, I believe. Um, and so they have 370 events across the world every year. And our members get access to every one of those events for free. So that was huge for us. If you're not a part of our membership community and you just, you know, you want to go anyway, we also have like 30% off deals for folks that aren't necessarily in the tribe, but want to contribute. Um, so that's exciting. We've done a lot of stuff with that. We're going to Houston for their Build the Bayou, Build on the Bayou uh, event. We're also doing um, DDS, which is Diversified Development Summit. And so we're bringing black developers um, to Houston to talk about how you can be a developer um, and what the development uh, environment looks like in Houston. So we have both local representation as well as some of the biggest black developers um, in our age group, at least. So we've gotten to meet some amazing people that we're always just trying to make sure that we're disseminating what they know to our tribe. Um, where else are we going? Uh we have a retreat in Tulum for members only. So we'll be spending like the 7th through the 11th in Tulum at this huge villa, um, learning about real estate, but also just getting to connect with one another to relax, to recharge, to regroup, to refocus before we head into the rest of the year. Um, and then we have a bunch of pop-ups all the time. So we have two big chapters. One is in Chicago. One is in Dallas. And so they're always having events. We have a transformation summit in Dallas. And then we'll have another event probably by the end of the summer in Chicago. Okay. I got male members? Yes. Like Tulum. Like. Yes, we do. <laughs> Thanks want to know how you can sign up yeah, quick. Get this alone, you know? <laughs> yeah, actually, we do have quite a few male members. And they get all the special attention because they're the only guys. So Big up the man, them, yeah. and wire. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so we're going to do this transition thing we do. So we, you know, we talked a little bit about what you got going on, but we want to take a little closer and personal look at Miss Rose. So we all, we all know, or I know, Miss Alexandra had a big impact on you during your formative years, right? Yeah. But who are the mentors that really pushed you to be the person that we see today? So I'll go back to Miss Alexandra. I had to be in kindergarten. And if you know me, my memory is horrible. So the fact that these I are, remember. This is true. This is true. <laughs> the fact that I remember this woman who was like a camp counselor for a summer when I was like preschool or kindergarten will tell you what an impact she made for me. She taught me how to like do breath work and meditation and be still. And, you know, she just opened up um, an avenue for me to to seek you know, inner, inner work and to normalize that in an environment that it was not normal. Like at that time in my life, I think we were still living in like um, government housing in Alexandria, Virginia. And so, you know, the environment was not always peaceful. And so for her to help me understand what that meant was really instrumental, I think, in who I became. Um, other mentors, I can't even, there are so many, and so many are just friends that have also been so willing to provide mentorship at the same time. Um, 
I don't want to start a list because I feel like I'm going to forget someone, but I would just say that in a sense, every person has been my mentor. Um, any Anybody I've considered my friend, I've learned from. Very diplomatic answer. Okay, we'll let you live <laughs> on that. All right, so this is one of your favorite lyrics. Yo, I try being average. It's just not for me. Do you remember who said it? I don't remember. Come on now. Mikey Rocks, the cool kids. Oh, yeah. Yes, you used to love that song. So why do you think people have difficulty creating a life that they truly love? So from a very early age, we're taught that what we want isn't what we want. Or, you know, you ask kids or teenagers, what do you want? What do you want to be? What do you want for dinner? Where do you want to go? Where do you want to get to school? And everybody is telling them that what they've decided they want isn't what they want. And it's done by very well-meaning adults who want the best for us, but oftentimes it it clouds who you are and who you want to be, what you want to do. And I'm really lucky because my mom gave me a lot of confidence to make decisions for myself and um, was was just really, really supportive of whatever I wanted to do. And but but I look at her now that we've gotten older. Right. And she still struggles on figuring out what it is that she wants because her decisions were made out of obligation for me. What was going to be best for me, right? And to the point where she never had an opportunity to figure out what was going to be the best for her. And so um, I think that's how how all of that kind of gets convoluted. Well, I would be remiss if I did not say this. Big up, Miss Rhonda. <laughs> She's the best, honestly. <laughs> her and my dad, they're absolutely the best. I, I really hit the jackpot. All right. Now, the word wonderlust and Brittany Rose is synonymous. Uh, where are the places you'll never forget? Oh, okay. So this last year, I got to go to so many new places, and I loved every minute of it. I would say, surprisingly enough, Arkansas. And it was it, it's because... It was a trip. We I went to Dallas for a conference, and I knew Arkansas was only a few hours away, in Hot Springs, Arkansas. And I was like, you know what? I want to go. Nobody else wanted to go because they were like, what's in Arkansas? But I was like, I've never been there. I've never seen it. I want to go. So I rented a car, and I went by myself. And doing that is just, like, so liberating. It's, it just teaches you to be unafraid, right? You don't always have to have somebody go with you to do something that you want to do. So I'll definitely say that was a, a trip that I loved. Um, Alaska was my favorite trip. I do not like the cold. I do not like the cold. <laughs> but I loved Alaska. It, was, it wasn't that cold, number one. I didn't even have a real proper jacket most of the time. So it wasn't horrible. But it was just really beautiful. It was like as beautiful as Hawaii, but more down to earth and more adventurous. So I went dog sledding. I flew to the top of a glacier, walked around. And the guy was like, yeah, humans probably never even walked here before. I thought that was so cool. Um, went hiking and then a deep sea fishing trip to catch salmon, which I shipped back to my parents because my dad loves fishing. So that was by far my favorite trip. Um, I went to Hawaii twice last year. Also very beautiful, very fun. Went to Hana, which is like this remote part of Maui, and it was amazing. Um, so those are those have been my favorites so far, I think. Okay. And that's crazy because those are the last two states, right? Alaska and Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. All right, so Miss Rose, we have reached the 
most popular segment of Jack of All Spades Nation. We like to call it Top 5 Dead or Alive. So shout out Jada Kiss, King of Verses. So you've never let any of your losses deter you from, you know, getting to the ultimate goal. So what are your top five pieces of advice that you could offer somebody to make sure they keep they keep going and never give up? So, I mean, I think number one is the most popular answer that you'll probably get from a lot of people and ask God, like, there's nothing that I could have done in life to deserve the life that I've gotten. Like, I'm incredibly blessed. Even when I've messed things up, I've just been given so much grace and so many opportunities. So God is number one. When things go wrong, I I just trust in God. Um, And so many things have gone wrong, but I'm still here. So, you know, it's, it's working. I think number two is family. I'm blessed with an amazing family. And I think even if you don't have the family that you want, you can build the family that you need. Um, there are always people around that you can find, and most importantly, that you can attract. When you have done the personal work to become the person that attracts the right people to you, you're, I mean, you know, even if it's not the family that is biological, you know, you'll get the family that that you need and I'll say like my dad when I say my dad I'm talking about my stepdad right since I was two he's raised me he's a hundred percent my father right and so it's not about it's not always about blood like my stepsister her entire family like her half brothers those are my brothers I consider them my brothers I I rock hard for them just like I would for my own blood right so just choosing your family like you get to do that so I feel like people don't always take that into consideration. I would say number three, friends, tribe, and service. So my friends and my tribe, I've been very intentional about being with people that really, you know, I learn from, that I love, that um, are going in the same direction I'm trying to go in my life. That That means everything. Most of the opportunities I have are because of people who – didn't owe me anything, didn't want nothing from me, but just like rocked with me and supported me, right? I mean, there's there's no substitute for a tribe that is going to lift you up when you get into trouble, a tribe that's going to celebrate with you when you have something to celebrate, people who are going to support you no matter what decision you make, no matter whether they agree with it or they don't, and who are going to be honest about the fact that they disagree with it. Um, and then service goes in line with that because I always look to be of service to people, whether they're going to be beneficial to whatever I'm doing or not. I recognize that I was given so many blessings by people who who didn't want anything from me, and I want to make sure I'm passing that on to others. Number four is faith in yourself, which is kind of like half and half because you're not always going to have faith in yourself, um, but pouring into yourself and like affirming yourself and believing in yourself and believing that things happen for your greatest good. That's gotten through, that's gotten me through a lot. Like I know it's hard right now. I know this sucks right now, but I have everything that I need to be who I want to be. Like, you know, it sounds really cliche, cliche, but it's, it's really made a difference for me. And then I would say number five is seeking knowledge. So always pouring into yourself, always educating yourself, personal development is so important, listening to the audiobooks, listening to the podcasts, like just trying to be a better person every day has has gotten me through to through any challenge because I know like 
there's always these breadcrumbs that are being left for me mm-hmm. to follow through whatever obstacle I'm going through. So be just paying attention, paying attention to the opportunities and the resources that are already in front of you, but that you just might be ignoring because you're too busy throwing yourself a pity party. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Ms. Rose, shout out all the socials so that people can tap in with you and wire. Yeah. So um, on Instagram is probably the best way to connect. Um, my handle is B like Brittany dot the boss and wire is women dot in dot real estate. Um, and just tap in with us. There's a link on my calendar. If you need any real estate event advice, you can always put time on my calendar. It's free. Um, I'm happy to connect you with people that I know, like, and trust across the country that can help you make your real estate dreams happen. Well, we've heard the wise words of Brittany Milani Rose. Oh, you got to put my middle name. I did. I did. But Jack of all space nation, you know where you can find us at anchor.fn for all the streaming platforms that include Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Spotify, big up our sister again for the audio and the visuals that can be found on YouTube. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on IG Jack of all space CLT. But as always, I am the beloved one. Thanks on the beat, Blue Water, Fat Boys. Hey, Wilkinson Boulevard, 3700. Uh-huh. And Miss Rose, do you have any parting words for the people? Um, If you're looking for a community, uh, you know, come join WIRE. We have an amazing group of women and supporters of women, i.e. men, um, that come together at least twice a month for networking accountability resource sharing but then we have like education every week lending syndication commercial real estate like everything you could want so yeah tap in if you're in need of a, tri- a tribe go holler at why yes sir all right so jack of all space nation you know how we close this thing out one time for a tribe called quest rest in peace malik taylor aka fife dog tell your mother tell your father send a telegram and we out Leave.